This is Wisconsin Water News, a production of the University of Wisconsin Sea Grant Program. I'm your host, Marie Zwickoff. Today's episode is Educator Workshop Shares Ojibwe Culture and History. Can we get this party started? Yes, let's get it started. So we're going to go with the uh, Missy Way Kumi Kanab for our grand entry song, everybody. This is how we roll. More than 230 dancers filled the event center in the Black Bear Casino Resort in Carleton, Minnesota, dressed in their finest regalia. A colorful rainbow, the dancers slowly progressed in a clockwise circle, swaying to the beat of drums and singing, bells on their clothing jingling with each step. Watching the Gitche Manadu Gizis powwow were 19 educators from Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan. A few even joined the dance when audience members were invited. The powwow was just part of a day-long workshop the teachers attended after they braved a January snowstorm to arrive in Carleton. As a reward for their travel through inclement weather, they learned more about Ojibwe culture, treaty rights, and water ecology. Named after the powwow, the Gichi Manandu Gizis Educator Workshop means Great Spirit Moon, or January, in Ojibwe. The workshop was organized by the Fond du Lac Tribal and Community College, the Fond du Lac Band of Lake Superior Chippewa, and the Minnesota and Wisconsin Sea Grant programs. water resource specialist for the city of Superior, was one of the workshop attendees. So what fascinated me was that this, this workshop was geared towards people who work in science and water quality education, and that's a lot of what I do is communicating maybe what my coworkers are working on or research that's being done in the community to try to explain to people and school groups or just general public about the importance of water quality. And I'm recognizing that a lot of those people that I'm outreaching to are also Indigenous people. And to have some framework on what I could include or a language that I could include, something like that, in that outreach would be really beneficial for me and for the people I'm speaking to. Hoogveld and the other educators spent their morning learning about tribal history and treaty rights from Christina Deswankowski, a Great Lakes Indian Fish and Wildlife Commission game warden. Later, Kelsey Taylor, who works for the Fond du Lac Band, offered information about invasive species and traditional knowledge. The educators had a chance to test their treaty rights knowledge by taking a Kahoot quiz on their phones. Kahoot is a game-based learning platform that makes it easy to quickly create games or trivia quizzes. Everybody. 
A question arose during the quiz about how the tribes managed their fishery, which Dzwankowski answered, using the example if a certain lake has a limit of 300 fish. The tribes don't fish 300 fish. They have a nice big buffer, so they might fish 220 fish out of that lake just to take in consideration things change, whatever, so they don't actually go over. They want to make sure you're well under so the population stays good. And the tribes only visit that lake during this particular time to spear, and they only take this amount of fish. And then they leave, and they don't go back fishing there unless it's just plain hook and line, you know, like everyone else. After eating lunch, the teachers attended the powwow, an experience that Hogfelt appreciated. I really like powwows. I've had nothing but a positive experience, and it's very welcoming and, yeah, very based in appreciation of community and nature, so, yeah, it's really nice. Back at the workshop, the teachers divided into teams. They played the watershed game, a hands-on simulation developed by Minnesota Sea Grant and University of Minnesota Extension that helped them learn how land use impacts water quality and natural resources. Cynthia Hagley, an environmental quality extension educator with Minnesota Sea Grant, explained the game's seemingly impossible task. Our original instructions are simply, in your land use team, we want you to reduce pollution as much as you can following that worksheet without going broke. And you have about 15 minutes to do it. And today we're playing for sediment. So why is sediment a bad thing in a headwater stream that doesn't have a lot of excess sediment? In the evening, the teachers took their new knowledge and applied it to activities for a youth workshop held later that night, along with a traditional powwow feast. If you're an educator who would like to get on the list for notifications about opportunities like this, please contact Ann Mosier with Wisconsin Sea Grant by email at akmoser at aqua.wisc.edu or Marty Kitson with Minnesota Sea Grant at mkitson at d, as in Duluth, dot umn, dot edu. That's it for this episode of Wisconsin Water News, just one of the ways that Wisconsin Sea Grant promotes the sustainable use of Great Lakes resources through research, education, and outreach. Subscribe to us through iTunes and Google Play. Thank you to Megan Hogfeld, Christina Dzwankowski, and Cindy Hagley. And thank you for listening.